Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast NFL Show. You are now listening to the Divisional Round Recap uh, Championship Round Preview. My name is Evan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeremy. What's going on? Man, we're just sitting here thinking about how we only have three NFL games left on the season. I don't know what I'm going to do in my free time. I might have to pick up the USFL. I saw that starts in April, <laughs> yeah. so uh, that might have to be the move. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, man. We're we're getting into that sort of doldrum season. Uh, we had NFL and the World Cup at the same time. Now the Premier League is back, at least for me. Uh, but it's it's that transition period now into the NBA, which is where I typically do make my money for the year. So it'll be okay. Um, you know, we've talked about on this show how we thought maybe the NFL was just not the same product this year. I think for me that that sentiment still stands. Uh, we had a, a decent divisional round for sure, but it, you know, outside of maybe a little bit of of sweat when Mahomes went out in the Chiefs game. I think this one went how how everybody you know kind of was expecting. Even the Bengals over the Bills. I think the public was was all over the Bengals. So you and I uh, sort of you know slipped on that one. That that one did not go how how we expected. I think some late hedges. I don't know if you put in in any late hedges, but when I saw the Bengals go up fourteen nothing after the first two drives, I absolutely nuked the Bengals because I just thought there's no way the Bills get back into this game, and and they really didn't. So. We'll jump into these games uh, before we do. I will say the divisional round for our picks, I didn't post them. I totally forgot, uh, and it's too late now. I'm not going to make myself do it. I had one pick right, which was 49ers minus four over the Cowboys. Jeremy had Eagles minus six and a half alt spread over the Giants. That one hit, and then he had McCaffrey and the 49ers money line uh, on a parlay. That hit for both of us uh, that night because we both, I think, nuked it. Uh, I don't know how much money you put on it, but I had 10 units on it that hit uh, and sort of kickstarted a really good week for me. So outside of that, uh, a pretty, pretty tough divisional round. A lot of hedging, a lot of, you know, just trying to figure it out in the second half, uh, I think, for a lot of gamblers this weekend. But let's jump into uh, into the games. We'll do our recap. So up first, uh, we had... Jags Chiefs that game was the early game 430 on Saturday Chiefs win by seven final score 27 to 20 uh, Trevor Lawrence 217 a TD and a pick Travis Etienne looked good in this one he had 62 yards rushing in a TD Zay Jones 83 yards receiving Christian Kirk had 52 and a score uh, adding to his playoff total getting a couple more uh, stacks you know in his safe before the end of the year for Mahomes, uh, he was 195 and two TDs. He did get injured uh, before, you know, I think it was, what was it, like the third drive or fourth drive? He got banged up. Henny came in, threw a TD. Um, Pacheco looked great. He was running rampant in this one. 12 carries, 95 yards. McKinnon not getting as much burn as he has in the past few weeks. Kelsey, 98 and two TDs. He was very due. And then MVS caught a TD at the end. The Jags did stay in this game. Uh, Chiefs weren't able to cover that big spread, which, of course, I mean, we, we always know that's going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, really unfortunate result here for the Jags going out. But I think, you know, they were probably a year ahead of schedule. 
I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know if you think, you know, the Jags are going to be a team, a real, like a serious contender next year. I kind of do. I think uh, I've seen enough out of Lawrence this year to sort of change my opinion. They've washed the stink of Urban Meyer off. Uh, and it, it looks like Doug Peterson and the Jags uh, really sort of have, you know, uh, a culture that they're building down there. So I'm curious to to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. I mean, I don't think many people um, had them making the playoffs this year, let alone, you know, coming back down 27-0 in their first playoff game and winning. So I do think they were a little ahead of schedule this year, um, which is good. You know, it gives them, you know, it's one less year they need to grow. And I was impressed with, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence's ability to perform in such a high-stakes game, you know, against Patty Mahomes, who, I mean, there's not much argument at this point, is the best quarterback in the league. And, I mean, he obviously, I mean, Patty went out for a little with an injury, but Chad Henney scored on his only drive he played. And so he still, you know, Trevor still kept it competitive. Um, the turnover at the end of the game wasn't his fault. You know, it was a fumble. So, yeah. I mean, overall, just a really good performance from, you know, the core of their team between, you know, Trevor, Travis, and Christian. Um, and, you know, even Evan Ingram was getting involved per usual. But I think they'll be, uh, I think they'll be pretty good next year. Yeah, and then as for the Chiefs, I mean, not too much to say. Um, Patrick Mahomes is really all that anyone cares about at this point. Um, his ankle did look good yesterday. Um, allegedly, I only saw him jog for like a seven-second clip. So um, that's mm-hmm. all. I, that's all the information I got. But uh, I'm hoping he's healthy just for Sunday's purpose. Yeah, absolutely agree. Saw so him stretching a little bit. Saw so him do a jog. Uh, logging a full practice on a Wednesday is a good sign for sure. Um, and I think we all want to see Mahomes play. I already know how Jeremy feels about this uh, Bengals-Chiefs matchup. It's all today. They're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. Uh, I mean, eh, it's tough. The Bengals are the public darling. They are the media darling. Everybody loves them. Everybody loves Joe Burrow. And I think... I don't know if you agree, but I think I just have to play the villain here. The villain here. I'm just... I hate it. I think it's fucking cringe. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know which side I'm on. I hate it's it. It's not the Bengals. You, yeah. I'll get into that once we get there. It just makes me so sick, but we'll move into that game. Uh, Bills, or actually, no, I'm sorry. That was on Sunday. Uh, we'll jump to, to Giants-Eagles. An absolute rout in Philadelphia. Saturday night, just huge. The city was all lit up. They were mega excited for this one, and the boys came out to play. 38-7 to final score. Jalen Hurts, 154, two TDs. Kenneth Gainwell uh, ran all over the Giants. 112 and a TD for him. 90 for Miles Sanders. Didn't get into the end zone, but Jalen Hurts and Boston Scott both did. Uh, Devontae Smith had a TD, long completion early. He finished with 61 yards. Dallas Goddard, great game, 58 yards and a score as well. Defense played well, but I think this game more than anything just comes down to the fact that the Giants' offensive or defensive front was was so bad. Uh, they just let so many chunk plays right up the middle, and once that happened, once the Eagles went up 14-0 uh, and then t- doubled it 28 nothing at half, there was just no way. Uh, the Giants were never going to get back into this game. Daniel Jones, 135 and a pick. Saquon, 61 yards rushing. Uh, Matt Breida got into the end zone. Nobody else scored in this one for them. Richie James, 51 yards total, but they weren't able to get 
uh, Isaiah Hodgins cooking in this one, and that's really where their points have come from the past few weeks. So I don't know what you took away from this one. I think just in total the Giants weren't really ready in terms of personnel um, you know, on the field. I think they have a fantastic coach. I think their schemes have been really good. They certainly uh, struggled because they had to game plan for the Vikings, whereas the Eagles had a week off. And it seems to me that Hertz is probably about 90% now. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know what you took from this one, but I think everybody kind of expected the Eagles to uh, to win this game. Yeah, I mean, the Giants flat out sucked. Yeah. Um, it, they looked nothing like they had in recent memory. Um and yeah, I don't know. They just it was not it was not the Giants you expected to see come out and play close, contested playoff football. Um, but yeah, I do think they have a good, you know, base to build upon moving forward. Um, obviously there's gonna be a lot of discussion about Danny Dimes in the offseason. I mean I would I would be surprised if they didn't um sign Danny Dimes, extend him a little bit. Um, just because I don't know, it feels like a situation like with the uh, with the Bears back in the day with Jay Cutler, like he wasn't the best quarterback in the league, but there's so many worse options out there. So you might as well stick with what you have because he's not losing you games, but he's on, he's not going to win you games either. Yeah, I totally um, agree. Yeah, and then for the for the Eagles, uh, yeah, I was concerned um, about Jalen Hurts's throwing ability. Um, just based on you know the dialogue that both him and Sirianni had around his shoulder. Um, but he put that to rest perfectly well this weekend. He was throwing the ball well. Um, no signs of injury. He looked good. I mean, their entire offense looked good. And then, of course, they used Boston Scott to troll the Giants and just let them score from one yard out, so that was kind of funny. But, I mean, yeah, it was an overall good performance by the Birds, and, I mean, I'm really excited for their game this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, Bengals, Bills. Bengals 27, Bills 10. The Cincinnati Bengals scored 14 points in the first quarter uh, in which, you know, just a, just a slaughter of a first quarter. The Bills had nothing going, chunk plays everywhere. Really, really, really bad performance from the Bills defense. Losing players, not making tackles. It was snowing, but uh, the Bills, you know, they, they should be used to playing in the snow. For the Bengals, Burrow, 242 and two TDs. Joe Mixon had a fantastic game. He's looking much better now, 105 and a score. Jamar Chase had 61 and a score. Hayden Hurst had 59 and a score. And then, you know, Higgins only amassed 28 yards, but the Bills were just given fits trying to figure out who to cover. Uh, they doubled Jamar Chase a couple times. Then they had Higgins in double coverage. They just didn't know where the ball was going. And Burrow does such a good job of progressing through his reads and finding the open man that truly even a good defense like this Bills defense just has such a tough time figuring out where the ball is going, who to cover. There's so many weapons on this Bills team or on this Bengals team, and, you know, the Bills just were not up for it. On the offensive side for them, 265 and a pick for Josh Allen. Allen did rush for 26 yards and make it into the end zone, but that was the only TD scored for the Bills. Dawson Knox had a decent game, 65 yards receiving on five catches. Uh, Khalil Shakir had 40. They couldn't get the ball to Stephon Diggs. He only had 35 yards uh, receiving on four catches. It's not that they didn't try and target him. It's just that that Allen overthrew him and underthrew him so many different times. He couldn't get the ball in level to to really any of his receivers' hands. 
And this is kind of a a, a damning, um, you know, game for for Josh Allen and the Bills. People are calling for for a lot of changes, and I don't really think people are talking about McDermott all that much. This was not a good, uh, a well coached game for for him, and he typically is a a very good coach. He has his head on pretty straight, but this was really bad, and there was a lot of emotion. Diggs was not happy with Allen, uh, and now the conversation is from everybody. They need another wide receiver because Gabe Davis is not a good enough wide receiver too. I am curious to see how you you feel about that because I don't like that's the tagline. I don't think that's what you can blame this game on at all. No, I don't think that's what you can blame the game on. But I do agree with the sentiment that yeah. the Bills don't have enough playmakers. Yeah, everyone was so high on Gabe Davis, and he's shown that he's not who people want him to be. Um. And obviously, Stefan Diggs is still phenomenal. Um, his production at the end of the year kind of dropped off. I think teams realized that, hey, we can just let Gabe Davis be open and he'll either drop the ball or just not get open. Um, so there was that. And then, yeah, I mean, outside of Stefan Diggs, they don't really have playmakers. Like, I mean, their running game is, let's call it what it is, bad. Um, I thought this year would be the year that maybe they fixed that. Um, you know, they brought, they started using James Cook. Um, they they made some moves to kind of, you know, they got rid of Zach Moss. So I thought maybe they were going to focus in on one guy, you know, maybe up their running game. But their team is literally Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Yep. And that works the regular season when you're playing, you know, mediocre teams, you know, teams slightly above average. But then, like, when you run up on these teams that, like, you know, the just their opponent last week, the Bengals. I mean, they got, they got Jamar Chase, who cancels out Stefan Diggs. They have T. Higgins, who's unbelievably better than every other wide receiver on the Bills. They have Tyler Boyd, who's better than every other wide receiver on the Bills. They have Joe Mixon, who's a better runner than every running back on the Bills. So, like, it's it's just the Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen show, and that can only get you so far, which kind of sucks. I do think Josh Allen is, you know, to blame for some of the mishaps this year. But, I mean, we can't forget that he's been playing with an elbow injury since week four um, or whenever it was. So, I do think next year... Um, he's going to look more like last year's Josh Allen and less like this year's Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, but we'll see if that elbow injury lingers. And then for the Bengals, I mean, I, uh, I don't I like them. I know. I know. I don't either. I hate, I hate him. People just like Joe Burrow because he is the only white quarterback in the league with any swagger. <laughs> yeah, I think All- it's true. Like all the other ones, like they're 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 not in the media. They don't do anything. They I don't know. They like none. None of them are exciting. And then yeah. we get one exciting white quarterback who takes a video of him smoking a cigar in the locker room in the national championship, and now everyone loves him. Yep. So I think they're annoying. Um, the whole Joe Burrow dialogue is you know him next to Patty Mahomes just doesn't do it for me. Patty Mahomes is by himself. Yeah, I have. I agree. Yeah, they can have Joe Burrow too. That's fine. But to even put his name next to Patrick Mahomes in like their own tier is disgusting. Patrick Mahomes is by himself. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think we're going to see that this weekend, hopefully. I hope so too. And I will say like I don't want I don't want people getting the impression that I don't think Burrow is a good quarterback. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I think he's very 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 good. But 
these comparisons that I'm seeing to like Brady are are appalling, dude. Appalling. He doesn't have a Super Bowl yet, and I know it took Brady a second to get a Super Bowl too. But like, this is we can't do this. We can't go and do this right now. No way, dude. It's not fair. I think people need to consider the fact that the Bengals are not going to be able to pay everybody next year either. They spent a ton on the offensive line. Sure, whatever. Those guys are locked up. You are not going to be able to keep Joe or um, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. It's not going to happen. Unless Burrow takes the most team-friendly deal you could possibly imagine, takes all of his money and bonuses, I just can't see it happening. And... Maybe he will do that. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not, you know, giving him enough credit. Uh maybe I'm not thinking he wants to win, but the only reason Brady has all those Super Bowls and the only reason Mahomes has been able to do what he's done, despite Mahomes taking a big contract, it's a lot of bonuses and it's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of team friendly sort of clauses, things like that in there. And that's what Burrow's gonna have to do if the Bengals want to continue to be this juggernaut that that everybody is is starting to think they are. So I don't think he's on the same level as Mahomes either. I think Mahomes does things with the football uh, and scrambling that Burrow is just never going to be able to do. That's not to say Burrow's not better as a pocket passer. I think he might be. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think the the suck from the media and the public is just, it's out of control, man. And I know that the, everybody loves the Bengals. I don't, man. I, I have a really tough time saying I love this team. I bet against them hard in the Super Bowl. The Rams came through for me. I still don't think they're ready. So we'll have to see. Um, okay, let's move on to the final divisional round matchup. Cowboys 12, Niners 19. The San Francisco 49ers pull it out Uh after just a truly diabolical performance from Dak Prescott for Dak, 206 a TD and two picks. No run game to be spoken of in this one. Tony Pollard also got severely injured. Now everybody's going to have to worry about Pollard next year because it's not good. Um, Zeke 26 on the ground, Pollard 22, Dak rushed for 22 yards as well. For CD, uh, a really good game, but no scores. 117 on 10 catches. Dalton Schultz had 27 and a score. Uh, the defense played well enough. I mean, the Niner or the the Cowboys defense did really play well, and I think everybody has given them credit uh, all season long for how good their defense is. They only had a couple of games where they really blew up, and that was uh, one against the Eagles and one. There's another one that I forget, but yeah, like I just think with if the Cowboys have anybody else at QB in this game, they they might win. If they had Cooper Rush, if they had any other QB from the NFC, like they might win this game. But the play calling for McCarthy, Moore, and and then Dak with whatever his input was was so bad. Um, on the Niners' offensive side, Brock Purdy had two fourteen, no picks, no interceptions. This is about as Garoppolo as you can get. Uh, Eli Mitchell had fifty one yards rushing. McCaffrey had thirty five, and he got into the end zone. Kittle uh, had 95 yards receiving on five catches, a couple really big catches, uh, but everybody else pretty much locked up. Debo and Ayuk didn't do much in this one. Uh, on the defensive yeah. side, what's up? Oh, go ahead. Keep oh, on the defensive side, I just wanted to add, uh, Diamador Lenoir and Fred Warner both had picks. Uh, two really bad throws from Dak, but that's what we've come to expect. 
Yeah. Fred Warner was wreaking havoc all the way. Yeah, he's awesome, man. He's so good. His hands and getting to the quarterback. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys are in trouble. Um, we've been we've been saying it for weeks about Dak. We have been, and we thought maybe he could prove us wrong um, after his performance last week, which was unbelievable. I guess two weeks ago at this point, but um, he was bad. He yeah. was bad. He is what we have come to expect when the light shines too bright. It's Kirk Cousins esque almost. It's kind of refreshing to see. Um, and. I don't know, man. They are in trouble. They are in the same spot as, like, the Bills in terms of they don't have a ton of playmakers, but their quarterback also isn't Josh Allen, and they still paid their quarterback a ton of money. So they might be hurting. Obviously, their defense is phenomenal. Um, They have a good regular season offense, as we've seen. Um, I don't know if McCarthy's play calling changes in the playoffs what it is, but when the playoffs come around, it seems like the, the light shines a little too bright. I mean, CeeDee Lamb was the only one that I would say looked good on that team in that game. Um, obviously, Tony Pollard got hurt, um, broke his leg, actually. Yep. Um, so we'll see how that plays out for them in the long run, especially because I believe he is due up for a contract negotiation, although they could probably just tag him. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, they have a lot of overpaid players on their team and not enough talent. So that's going to make uh, things interesting the next couple of years, in my opinion. Yeah. And I then agree. for the Niners, uh, they just, yeah, they Jimmy G'd their way to a win. Um, it wasn't exciting to watch. Um, it wasn't, it made me nervous the entirety of the game. I'm sure it did for you. Um, yeah. Having the Christian touchdown. Oh, uh, it was sweaty. Yeah. Yes, it was. But <laughs> I don't think they're going to be able to do that this week. I think. Um, Shanahan saw that that didn't really work per se. Um, I do think the Cowboys defense is a little better than the Eagles. Obviously, the Eagles still have a phenomenal defense, um, but I do ha- I do think the Cowboys is just a little bit better, um, not too much substantially. But I think that it's not going to work this week. I think the Eagles are going to you know probably attempt to put up some points, do a lot better job than the Cowboys did, and I think it would be in their best interest to let Brock Purdy you know try to make some plays because he's shown that he has the mental capability to make plays without turning the ball over 17 times. Yeah. So I think that's something they're going to have to consider this week. Um, and they're also going to have to get CMC a little more involved, although he did sit a lot of the fourth quarter because of that calf injury and the fact that they had the lead. Yeah, I think we got bailed a little bit because he was he was definitely feeling that calf injury. It's not that he was you know running poorly or anything like that. I just think they want to preserve him. And I think that's you know that, that's a good call, no doubt about it. Um, Shanahan is one of those guys that will stick to his guns. And this was one of the games where I felt like he was being a little bit more conservative. Um, a couple of the throws over the middle, you can tell, like, I don't know if that, if that was the design play. And I think Purdy just, just found, uh, Kittle a couple of times, but they were a little bit too conservative. They're not going to have the luxury. I don't think just because of how prolific the Eagles offense is, they're not going to have the luxury of being that conservative, you know, as they were against the Cowboys. I just can't see that happening. So uh, this is going to be, this Niners-Eagles game is going to be really, really good. And I think Bengals-Chiefs has potential to be an all-timer as well. If you guys remember uh, Bills-Chiefs from last season, I think this game has the potential to even eclipse that. So let's get into those. I'm I'm really excited. We've only got three games left, two championship games, and then, 
the Super Bowl, we have the four best teams probably uh, in the NFL in the championship games. That's exactly what you want to see. Uh, Niners currently a two-and-a-half-point dog against Philly in Philly Sunday at 3.01 Eastern. Jeremy, you're up first. How do you feel? Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to give a couple picks, I think, this week, um, okay. just because the fact that we only have two games. And what fun is it if you go one for two or, you know, or two yep. for two? Like That's not very fun. Um, so, first and foremost, I am going to Niners money line. Um, I would love to see Christian get another chance at a Super Bowl. Um, this is more so an emotional pick than a statistical pick. Um, we all know how I feel about the Eagles, um, more so the fan base. And yeah. we all know how I feel about Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy. Um, and George Kittle. I love that guy, too. He's on me a bunch of money this year. So I am going with the Niners, money line. Um, I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, so I do think it's going to be close. I do think both teams have very good defenses, so we're going to see. Uh, but then outside of that, what I am going to take is um, I'm taking Devontae Smith under. Currently, his line is set at 69.5, 67.5. I forget what it is. Um, but Ward, who will be guarding him, is top 10 corner in the league, top 15 maybe, um, if you don't think he's as good as a lot of people do. Um, but in these matchups, um, similar matchups, Devonta has been averaging, uh, what was it? It was 29 yards or 31 yards, so uh, almost half, not even half of what his line is set at. So I am going to take the under there and feel comfortable with his line under uh, 69 and a half. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to be on the other side of this one. I am going to take the Eagles. I think I'm on record uh, on the show over two years now that I'm a, a pretty realistic Eagles fan. I, I don't buy into all of the bullshit. Uh, I bet with my dad every week he'll take the Eagles. I will take the opposite side. I'll take the spread on the other side. Because I, I'm not totally sold. You know, I haven't been totally sold on them all season. Um, I do think this is just one of those years where everything has lined up for them. I can see them getting to the Super Bowl this year, but I can also see them losing. So I am going to go with the Eagles here. I think they win. Uh, I think this has potential to be an amazing matchup. But the game being in Philly... Uh, just really does push me to that other side. Everybody is pretty much taking the Eagles, but I'm going to stick with them. And then for my prop, uh, I'm going to take a Hurts rushing TD. I think they are going to get to him. And if if the Eagles want any chance of winning this game, they are going to have to use Jalen Hurts' legs. He didn't have to do it all that much last week. He did score, um, but I can see this being an absolutely insane game where, where Hurts rushes for you know 100 yards. and. People don't expect that in the championship game, but uh, if there's one QB who can do it and who can do it effectively and win the game, I think it's probably Jalen Hurts at this point. So I'll take Eagles money line, and then for my prop uh, for this game, I will take Hurts TD. I do think, Jeremy, that Devontae under 69.5 yards is a sharp pick. Uh, we're not unders, guys, but that's that's a sharp pick. I like it. Um Okay. So we'll, I think we'll probably do the same thing for the next game. We'll do uh, a money line or a spread and then a prop. Is that cool? Works with me. Okay. Um, so the Bengals uh, heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs Sunday at 6.30. Bengals currently a one-point dog, um, minus 102 on the money line. Chiefs are minus 116. This one's a pick em. Money's all over the Bengals. 
I mean, you can give me the Chiefs. This is as clear-cut as I have ever seen anything. I love the Chiefs. The public isn't on them. I'm not fading Mahomes. I don't care, you know, if he's if he's injured or what. I don't think he is injured. I think they're going to pump him full of whatever high-strength horse tranquilizer you can possibly find. I think the Chiefs show up uh, in full force at Arrowhead. They win this game. I could actually see it just being a complete masterclass for Mahomes in the offensive end. Uh, so I'll take Chiefs minus one, and then I'm also going to take uh, Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown at plus 100. He looked awesome last week, and I think he's still that security blanket for Mahomes, especially if he's injured. So I'll take Chiefs, and then I'll take Kelsey to score. All right, yeah. Um, first of all, I would like to echo what you said earlier. I don't I, I don't think that Joe Burrow is a bad quarterback. Yeah. I do think you can make the argument he's top three um, or for even sure. top two. I, I'm fine with people having him at two. But just the comparisons between like him and Mahomes and all these other people, it's like just stop, yeah. please. Um, I do think he's a great podcaster. I do think he, you know, is a good leader of the team. I just don't. I don't think the amount of love he's getting is fair per se. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Bengals are the public darling. I can see why they're young. They're fun. They do they do all the dances. They're all gritty and all that. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I am also going with the Chiefs. Um, there's one thing I've learned. It's don't fade Patrick Mahomes, um, especially in the playoffs. Um, yeah, you can fade their 14 and a half point spreads or whatever. But when it comes down to you're getting him plus money, you don't you don't not take Patrick Mahomes plus money. I mean, I don't know if he's ever been plus money in the last two and a half, three years. That's yeah, been um, a while. So, yeah. So, I mean, this is the time if you want if you want to get the Chiefs plus money now is your only chance, because I promise you, if they win this week, they will be favorites next week. Yeah, or I guess in two weeks, but in the next game. So I am going with the Chiefs money line. Um, Patrick, lead me home. You, I need you. And then outside of that, I am taking my prop is actually going to be for the Bengals. Okay. Um, it's going to be Tyler Boyd over thirty and a half yards. Um, the Chiefs are give up some of the most yards in the slot. Um, they average just over 35 yards a game, which isn't a lot higher than Tyler Boyd's line. But when you think about it, that's 35 yards across the season. you got to think about the uh, the quality of slot player that they're guarding versus Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's probably the best. I wouldn't even say probably. He easily is the best number three wide receiver in the league and one of the best slot runners. So yeah. I do think that that line should be easy. I could see him getting... I could see him getting 25, 30 yards in the first half and, you know, finishing with 50, 60 yards and it being no problem. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, okay. I mean, a short episode, but there's not all that much for us to talk about uh, NFL-wise outside of uh, what happened last week and then what we have moving forward in the AFC and NFC championship games. So I will just say thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been an amazing season. This is basically... Uh, the end of the regular episodes, you know, we'll have one more Super Bowl prop uh, episode and then and then that's it. So, um, well, I guess, no, we'll have the Super Bowl recap, too, but that's it. Uh, what a season it's been, you know, it's been fantastic. So thank you guys for listening. Jeremy, thank you for joining me. Make sure you check us out on social media at Post 20 Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find all past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you in a week or so.